This episode of the Cutting Edge Podcast is brought to you by GlassGadget.com. Showcase Innovations creates tools that help shower door installers be more efficient and save time. Check out GlassGadget.com for more information. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us for this live stream. We are um, wrapping it up. It's uh, It's been a, a year, 2022, and this is going to be our, our last live stream of the year. So glad you were able to come and join us. You know, Whenever uh, I get to this part of the year, it always makes me think, you know, about the past year and just, you know, where I'm at in my life this year. And I'm really uh, reminded of all the things that I have to be grateful for. You know, I I think it's probably the same for most of us and thinking about, you know, what am I going to do next year and how do I want to, um, you know, improve things, what things do I want to change? You know, what things do I want to kind of keep the same? And uh, I think about this group a lot, you know, on these Wednesday nights, you know, they mean a lot to me. And I know that, you know, a lot, a lot of you guys feel the same way. It's uh it's been a kind of a cool little, you know, fellowship that we've we've built here, um, just meeting up on on Wednesday nights and talking about shower doors or whatever, you know, whatever's coming up and um, and as the group grows uh, and more people are, are getting involved, you know, I, I feel more of a, I don't know, kind of a calling or a, a duty or whatever to to uh, put a little bit more, you know, effort into it, and try to improve this and, and bring it along. And what I'm realizing is that, um, you know, on my own, just just coming up with ideas or whatever, trying to keep the, the ball spinning. It's uh, it's difficult to do. And, and uh, you know you guys have gotten to know me. You kind of know that I'm sort of a loner. Um, I try to do kind of things on my own a lot. And that's kind of, I've kind of built my, my brand around just kind of being a, a single guy doing stuff and trying to encourage other guys who are just starting out and maybe, you know, kind of a one man show or, you know, mom and pop, or operation like mine is. Um, I'm kind of jealous sometimes. <laughs> I know. I mean, there, it's got its advantages for sure, you know. And But even with like this group, you know, I want to invite more of you guys to come in and be a part of, of helping out. Um, you know, I and as it gets bigger, it becomes a little bit more unruly. You know, it's kind of like herding cats. And, you know, we had kind of this, um, this, this structure before where we'd have a guy come on and just kind of talk. For the first part of uh, of the call, uh, maybe a guest speaker, or maybe just somebody from the group who's who's here regularly, and just kind of uh, talk a little bit about you know what they're doing, what's going on, what um, you know just they have to contribute uh, as far as you know tips, tricks, best practices, whatever. And it's kind of a cool format to have a guy do that the first part of the meeting, and then you know spend the rest of the call just kind of like at, you know asking questions and. And just it kind of helps keep the the call on track. Now it's fun, you know, just kind of bounce around doing whatever. And we'll probably continue to do that, you know, from time to time. But again, you know, I, I want to bring value to the call, and um, I think that's kind of a great way to do it. Is just kind of start out with the speaker like that, and 
So anyways, that's what you can kind of expect in 2023 to be more structured like that. We want to grow this thing and we want to, um, it to really be helpful to as many people as possible. And, you know, I was actually chatting with Bill a little bit earlier and, you know, we both agree that this call has a lot to offer people, not just in the shower door business. I mean, not even just in the glass business, but in any kind of a business, you know, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're a glazer or if you're like a tile guy or a pipe fitter or a roofer or an electrician, it really doesn't matter if you're offering some kind of a service. I think the stuff that we talk about is super valuable um, and can really help you take your business to where you want to go, whether it's like to a bigger level or just, you know, a higher, you know, level of clientele uh, where you can do less jobs, make more money or whatever, more jobs, more money, more money, more money, you know, or whatever it is that you're after. So, um, so yeah, I want to invite you, you know, just to, to um, give me your feedback. You know, if there's somebody you'd like to hear from, uh, let me know who that would be. If you've got someone, even if they're not from our industry, if they're from another industry and you think, wow, they could really uh, add something to our call. I'm totally open to that. You know, I want to be outside of the box and uh, and really, you know, give this thing room to grow. So, uh, so yeah, I just wanted to talk about that, you know, here uh, as we're closing out the year. And, you know, along those, those same lines, um, again, you know, most of you guys know that I'm just, you know, small business, just kind of a, it's me and my wife running Showcase Shower Door here in Santa Cruz, California. We've been doing it that way. Uh, for years now. Uh, I got into business in 2005. That's when I got my contractor's license. And uh, we've done a lot of different things. We've had, you know, crews running. We've had, you know, a number of trucks going at times. And, you know, we kind of built it up and then and then kind of whittled it back down and have been running this way for a while. And, and I like it. There are a lot of advantages to it. Uh, but as time goes on, you know, it gets it gets kind of hard to do, you know, and Come, kind of come to a point um, in my career where it's like, you know, um, I really can't continue to go on like this. You know, I mean, it's like I'm 57 years old. I mean, I'm, I'm still a young man, but, you know, I don't have that many more years of like hauling glass up and downstairs and stuff like that, you know. And and as we come to the close of this year, I, I really um, have been thinking about, you know, uh, what I should do next and, you um, so I've really I've made a decision that uh, I'm not going to continue to operate Showcase Shower Door Company here in Santa Cruz um, the, the way that I have in the past. Um, so that's going to end as of uh, the end of this year, actually. This is going to be our last week um, just operating the way that we have. Uh, so I don't know. That's kind of bittersweet. You know, it's kind of, you know, sad on the one hand. But then on the other hand, the good news is that um, we are going to continue. And what we've decided to do is to start partnering with uh, GCS Glass. So Brandon and Chance um, have uh, agreed to come in and partner with us here at Showcase Shower Door to grow, the, to grow it up. And so what we're going to do is partner together and over the next you know, six months or a year, we are going to develop this into a GCS 
location in Santa Cruz. Uh, so we're super excited about this. Uh, we think there's like tons and tons of potential. Uh, I've gotten to know these guys and, I, and I, I really like them. We have a lot in common as far as the way we feel about the industry and the way that we feel about, you know, this are the standards um, of, of quality that we want to maintain. So I'm just going to invite all of you guys to come along on this trip with me um, and, and uh, watch this develop. Um, I, again, you know, I'm super excited and I know that there's a lot of guys, you know, with, with shops, my size who are thinking about um, doing something like this, you know, like how, how can I go from where I'm at to where I want to be? Um, for me, it's like, I know that I can't grow all by myself and uh, I need to learn how to um, get help from other people. So I'm going to be practicing that. And uh, yeah, so that's my announcement. Um, and uh, what do you guys think? <laughs> wow. I'm surprised. It's really cool. Congrats. <laughs> We're going to be neighbors, man. Come on. Come over to California. That's right. It's going, to be, yeah, it's going to be a great partnership for sure. Sounds good. I think it's good because I have a bunch of friends, well, I should say a few friends in the glass industry around here. And, you know, they're 50s, late 50s, 60. And I always ask them, I'm like, dude, like, what is, you're just a one-man show, you know, you in a truck or whatever. And it's like, what is your plan once your body can't, carry that glass to the third right. floor anymore your mm -hmm. mind can go you know for whatever yep. but like eventually your body is like i'm not carrying that to the third floor you know so like what is what is the plan i've always i've asked them that before um that glass is heavy i mean i i'm, a, I'm only 41 and i forget you know my guys are carrying around i'll go to the loading dock every now and then i'll grab a piece of my like, jesus you forget how heavy it is <laughs> so i you know it's it's definitely not a definitely not a bad thing to 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 explore. Oh, I'm on mute. <laughs> yeah, you are. So yeah, Brandon, why don't you jump in here and just talk for a minute about, I mean, what, what is it about um, Showcase Shower Door, you know, that you, you saw was, um, you know, worth, uh, worth taking a look at and, and maybe, maybe partnering with us, you know, is there a certain thing that you're looking for as you're growing your brand? I know that you've already got like, uh, like four locations now, right? This, this would be your fifth location, right? It is. You got to put me on the spot, right? You can't ask chance. You have to put the, the one who oh, doesn't. I'm, I'm going to get to chance. I'm going to get to chance. Believe me. <laughs> I'm more of the technical person, not the speaker. Nah. Um, no, it's just, uh, you know, what's funny is when, when I started GCS glass, I never really thought of expansion or anything. I just thought, man, if I can go out there and install shower doors, like I can, I can do way better, um, doing it for myself than I could for this company I was working for and went out there and did it. And then, you know, it kind of, I grew, I, I wouldn't say necessarily I was an entrepreneur, like looking back, I realized I was an entrepreneur as a young kid, but like I've always just worked and worked and um, it, as I started to learn the business, it started to grow and little, and you, you started thinking more and more like, what, what can I do to be better? How could I, how can I just add value, add value? And that's the biggest thing is uh, for me is adding value. And, you know, and then the, 
the option came up. I was like, you know what? I want to go in the I don't know why I picked Colorado. Um, I, it just, it seemed like a the place to go. That was where I was going to go and try to open a second shop. And everyone told me not to, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to end up losing both companies because you, you like, and it, it worked out. And, but as we grew, we realized, you know, we want to, we want to be bigger. We want to have a bigger brand. We want to be able to, you know, control a lot more of the supply chain for us to be able to kind of give the customer the best experience. And when I first met you, um, I think when I joined the group, I want to say I was in Glazer Nation and there was a post and I was, and you commented on the post or something that said, hey, you should check out, you know, Shower Door Professionals. And that's how I ended up getting in this group. And ever since then, you know, um, I just, your leadership, you don't know, you don't have a team that you 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 work with, but you have a team on shower door professionals that essentially you lead all of us here, right? With these calls and, you know, you're really good at, you used to jump on randomly. Um, I don't know if a lot of people remember, but for these Wednesday calls, you used to, you used to arrive <laughs> randomly in the all the time and talk about different things. Whether people would show up to the call or not, you were Mr. Consistent. You would still show up. There'd be, there could be no one there and you're still live talking, talking. Cause eventually someone's going to watch it afterwards. Right. And it was mm. just that, um, I was like, man, this guy's a really good, this guy's a really good speaker. Um, and, and then, you know, getting to know you and then all the things you do with, uh, um, the products and stuff that you create and the patents you have, and then, you know, the blogs you do and all that stuff is just, um, it sets you apart from other people. And it definitely attracts someone like me to someone like you being able to do business like that, because I just think it adds value all around. Yes, we can help help out, kind of get you to where you want to be in life um, and make it easier for you. But then you also are able to give value back because you don't want to just sit there and take You're the type of person that just wants to, um, take from it you want to be able to give back to it and 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 bring value as well so there was a mutual a mutual thing there and then you know um it worked out because we kind of talked about this a couple years ago um when we were releasing follow-up and we were doing glass experts and we had training shower door training or shower doors online training and all that stuff we were doing we kind of talked a little bit about um merging and doing stuff like that and then it kind of we all got busy and kind of went our separate ways and then chance ended up moving out that area and it kind of just rekindled that that whole thing so yeah timing is is everything right i mean uh it's just um you know sometimes uh you know it's like you plant the seed and it needs time to germinate you know it needs time to grow and then uh and the fullness of time is like like you said you know chance moved out here and then all of a sudden i get you know I, i get a call from chance it's like hey man let's have lunch you know it's like i'm in Carmel. I'm like, what? I knew you were in Carmel, you know? I lost track of him. He was like all over the place, you know? But uh, yeah, <laughs> man. And then, um, and it just seemed like, yeah, the timing was, I, I was at that stage where I was really starting to think, you know, wow, man, what is my next move, you know? And do I have the energy to like, just, you know, throw in with some other guys and, and go ahead and grow this? And um, because, you know, I spent a lot of time building, you know, the business here. As, as small as it is, it still me, it means a lot to me. And, and uh, the idea of just walking away from it, you know, is an appealing, the idea of it living on, you know, um, what, you know, after, uh, you know, my part is done, 
or, or even continuing to be a part, you know, you know, for the rest of my days or whatever. I don't know. We'll see. But well, anyway, speaking of chance, I, I would like to um, just give him a chance to talk. You know, I, I, uh, I don't know how many of you guys really know Chance well, man, but he's a great guy. Chance Foreman is like a really, really cool guy. And um, and uh, these two are like so much fun, man, to spend time with. Um, the two of them get together and it's just like, you know, there's like brain trust going on. So anyway, what's happening, Chance? I don't know if I can live up to the hype of really cool guy or anything, but um, I, I could say a, I could say a word or two. That's for sure. I don't mind speaking. Um, man, we're we're beyond excited to put this whole thing together. For me, um, I've been out here since April of this last year and haven't had a shop, you know, and that's kind of weird to live in a city um, and not have a shop that you work for. Yet we have four locations that we run on a day to day basis. Um, but what I would say is the coolest thing about this that everyone could take away from this call um, and this being the subject matter is three years ago. Four less than three years ago, Brandon and I had barely met each other on Instagram. We were just buddies, um, not even buddies. I mean, we were just kind of work associates that would talk through the direct messages on Instagram. Uh, he always posted the most beautiful stuff. And um, I really came from like the window side and the storefront side of the business. And But I always liked the high-end residential stuff. Um, so as I got into it, Brandon was kind of my mentor. Um, I, he knew everything. I mean, I could call my supplier, I could look it up, um, or I could DM Brandon. And I would always get the fastest response from Brandon because it was just sitting on the top of his head. He's always on his phone working. Um, and that's kind of how our relationship began. Um, and then from there, I moved up to Denver, got to work with him and uh, the partner Tom up in the Denver area. And we built a really cool business there. Um, I had to move um, and we really wanted to kind of tie the locations together because we were in Austin, Phoenix and Denver at that point. We're like, how can we tighten this thing up um, more like a bill model where it's like everywhere is a little closer. You got maybe a tempering oven that does it. Um, but we realized that wasn't really the way our business was running. We had really built these softwares on the backside of things. Um, and we were able to connect with people from our phone from pretty much anywhere and sell shower doors. So we were like, we're going to build a business off of people, right? We're not going to build a business technically off of profits because we have the right processes and systems in place to get us to profit no matter what market we go into. As long as they're buying glass there, we can sell and install the glass and run those jobs. So we're just going to let hopefully we could put out enough good content um, and meet the right people that'll kind of be attracted to us somewhat. And our first person was actually recommended by you, Chris, because a follow-up um, was Derek T uh, Tunney, um, Tunney Like Honey, T-O-N-N-E. <laughs> I always forget how to say it, but that's Tunney Like Derek. Honey, yeah. Um, <laughs> we partnered with Derek in Long Island. And that's like, the exact opposite of what we were trying to do. Like it didn't bring us any closer together. It brought us way further apart, you know? And then once we hit that one and we hit it in pretty good stride, we're like, man, we could do this anywhere. Um, we could really build something here. We've got the right processes. we got the right systems. We know what we're doing. We're getting buying power by able to buy, you know, in more bulk as a bigger brand and a bigger company. Um, so we can get more profit margins inside there. So then when I moved out here, 
we had already talked about it in the past. And so I'm like, well, maybe we can make something happen. And then after our first conversation, um, that led into a couple more. Um, like I told Brandon, Brandon came out yesterday to kind of um, just kind of feel out the shop and all that. But I'm like, once you get around Chris and you just see how excited he is about not only the glass business, but life itself, um, that that feeling, that vibration is kind of contagious. Um, and it, it ran through me really quick. And I think Brandon got to feel that firsthand when we met you at the show um, in person. And then we got to meet, feel it again yesterday. Um, and there's something about that when you get around the right people and things just feel right, you just follow your gut and you go with it. So um, I think that that's what we're doing is following our gut and going with it. We feel really good with you. Um, we're really excited that you're excited to be a part of a bigger brand because that's a really hard thing to do is um, kind of put the ego to the side. Right. Yeah. Like I built showcase shower door. I've been yeah. building this thing since 2005. I mean, a, you know, we we're looking at 17 years there, 18 years almost, you know, um, that's a big deal. And I think a lot of people couldn't do something like that. And even for me, I grew, I took over my uncle's company that was Ames mirror and glass. I mean, they've been around since 85. Um, and I, I put that company to the side because I believed in the GCS brand and what Brandon had built. Um, and so uh, I say it all the time. I'm, I'm going to build GCS to the moon. I might not be the, the founder of GCS Glass, um, but I, I feel like a part of the team. I have partners that I can rely on and trust and lean on in hard times. Um, and I guess my my long speech cut down to a, a a little a little tiny thing is like, again, we didn't know each other from Adam, not me and Chris, not Brandon and Chris not me and Brandon, none of us on, we know each other because of social media. Um, and I, I took a hiatus from this and uh, Bill's son, Keith, is Keith on tonight? No, he he kind of at the show was like, dude, you guys are slacking on, on, on social. You're slacking, like you're not killing it. Like you could be killing it on social. And I was like, man, I, when I first got back into this business, I hired a full-time videographer to follow me around for two years because I knew that content was king and then the glass business was second, right? Like if I can produce enough content where I have all the attention, then when you have the attention, you could sell anything, right? Um, that's how, you know, The Rock or Kendall Jenner or any of those people can lock launch a liquor business and it could be a billion dollar business overnight. Why? Because they have the attention, right? So social media is a really powerful tool. I think all of us here underutilize it. And what we really underutilize is the value of this call. There's 2000 members in this group. I see 11 people on this call right now. Um, we could be in here and we could be being a lot more strategic with the things we want to learn, the people we want to meet, the people we want to learn from, buying things as a group and group buying power, yeah. um, you know, learning things, creating trainings um, that we all implement. We could certify people that come through. I mean, we could get very strategic, um, you know, and smart, a lot smarter than we're acting right now. Um, it's cool that Chris kept this consistent for the past year and a half, something, but I think if we all started communicating a little better and looked at this as more of a collaboration than competition, all of our lives could change overnight. Wow. Yeah. Well put. I mean, you're kind of singing Bill Dobman's tune, you know, it's like he's been saying this, the same thing. And he, he's, um, you know, you know, mentioned the idea of buying stuff and, and or even designing our own like hardware, like coming up with a pull is something that he's brought up before, you know, a shower door, a pull, 
that, um, you know, you just take the components and you could cut it to size or whatever. I mean, <clears throat> a great idea that like, you know, me by myself, I could, I couldn't really pull that off. You know, it's just too big of a, of a job to manufacture. And, and even for Bill, you know, it might be a little challenging as big as he is, but think of all of us together, you know, who uh, knows who, who has friends in manufacturing, who has friends in logistics, right? Like, and those are the people we should be bringing on to these calls um, is the people, the friends that we have that are even outside of this industry, but they're high up in other industries and they're well-connected and we could learn from their business models, see how we could utilize them as a, as an industry. Um, they make money for us. We make money for them. Everyone's kind of happy. So I think that's what you're trying to say in the beginning about trying to bring more people yeah. on. Who could you think of Brandon was talking his life was changed years back because he hired a business coach that is more of a financial guy. And Nick would be one of the coolest dudes on earth to bring to this, this group. Um, we put him with our SEO guy and our SEO guy, he wasn't taking any clients at that time, but they had a one hour consultation call and Craig calls me and Brandon afterwards. And he's like, dude, that dude just changed my life. Like the whole, like that one hour phone call, the way I'm thinking now is totally different. So I think all of us have a guy or two like that in our back pocket. So even if it was just everyone that's sitting here on this call today, who's that buddy that you could bring on and have him be the, the featured guest um, and have him educate. And then we can all ask him some questions afterwards. Um, I think there's, a, there's a lot of untapped potential in here. Um, so I'm going to start being back, maybe showing my presence. Maybe I can, maybe I can bring a little value or, or at least. You definitely me. can, man. You, you, you if do. not, I'm riding your coattail to the end, buddy. You always do, man. You always bring something. <laughs> yeah. And the names are popping into my head as, as you're talking. I'm thinking, oh, my web guy, man, he's awesome. You know, it's like, he's so smart. He knows all kinds of stuff that like, uh, you know, I've learned all kinds of stuff that I would never think about, or I'd never have the opportunity to, because it's not what I do. I do shower doors. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of specialists out there that all these specialists have a place in our business. They might not work in our business, but I mean, even if you got a, a really good CPA bookkeeper, I mean, all these people like definitely the smaller guys that are still doing a lot of that stuff on their own and don't know a lot of the tax benefits and um, things like that. I mean, these, these things are life-changing. So mm -hmm. um, I think if all of us just speak up a little bit in that, in that realm, we can, we can all be a little further ahead this time next, next year. Absolutely. Yeah, so we're going to start posting some, you know, some some questionnaires, you know, like polls and stuff to the group and just asking some questions about what you guys are thinking and what your ideas are and maybe run some ideas, you know, how you feel about going in this direction or that so we can get some feedback um, because we really want to, you know, like we really want to take this to the next level. And, you know, um, I think it's awesome where we've gotten to it. This thing has gone way further than I ever thought it would is, you know, Facebook group or whatever. Um, and uh, I'm getting way more out of it than I than I ever put in for sure. Um, but I think we can do way more, way more. And um, one idea is that I had after talking to these guys a little bit was like opening the group to not just shower door people but to adjacent um, businesses. So, uh, you know, like if someone's in the, you know, someone's in the tile business, you know, do we want to let them in the group? 
Is there an opportunity for us to network with them? You know, uh, is there an, an opportunity for them to send us work or, or to hire them or, you know, or what, even if it's an electrician or a plumber, whatever. Um, if, uh, if someone wants to come into our group and they're a professional, um, and, you know, and they're going to get involved in here. I mean, how could it be a negative? I mean, that's just kind of my thought. And I'm certainly open to whatever, you know, your perspective. I was thinking about like that, it's like a, a really cool concept would be, you know, we're at the very end, right, of every project. Mm -hmm glass you know we're at the end of it so if you had interior designers architects custom builders remodelers tile guys plumbers any guys that are professionals inside here and you you know everyone wants to do a lunch and learn right but what if we could do like a, a meet and learn where you're just meeting up on here and we're educating these people on our products and how they could better serve the glass industry but also not just us give the homeowner a better finished product because they put the turn valve on the same side as the door instead of on the opposite side where the toilet is right i mean just the little little things like that that no one really thinks about or pulling their bench out all the way out where the toilet's on the opposite side and now our door doesn't fit you know um there's i don't know th that could be some cool stuff if you started bringing people like that in here where they're kind of educating us on their their mindset in the front side and then we can educate them on the things that we see on the back end and how we can give the homeowner a better, you know, better home, better bathroom. Yeah. 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 I think that um, one of the things that this, uh, this group has done really successfully is break down some of those barriers that we used to have in our industry and probably still exist out there in the industry, you know, among people who aren't in this group, <laughs> just to like to cooperate, you know, to talk. I mean, that you know, I can remember being, you know, an apprentice or whatever, and and people wanting to guard their knowledge, not not wanting to share it. I remember there were certain journeymen who were like, they would teach me everything, you know, they'd show me everything they knew. They wanted they wanted me to learn it all. And then there were other guys who were like, uh, you know, they felt like I was gonna be a threat to them if I learned what they knew. And uh, what a sad, what a sad existence to mm -hmm. feel like, oh, I can't share because um, there's not enough. You know, it's that, it's that scarcity mentality. It's like, oh, there's not enough to go around. There's not enough knowledge to go around. You know, I need to, you know, keep mine, you know, and uh, the truth couldn't be further away from that. You know, it's like the more that I share what I know, the more I learn, you know, uh, and there's a saying, you know, that um, the hole you receive through is never bigger than the hole you give through, you know. So it's like, uh, you know, put it out there, you know, and then um, and it comes back. It comes back in spades. That's my experience. We, we have to pass the knowledge down to other people. I mean, it's a we're in a specialty trade. The specialty trades is a dying breed right now. Like. There's not enough people to go around to keep up with the workflow that everyone has as it is. So if we can keep passing on the knowledge and train and, you know, they can train and we can get more people in the trade and we can still, everyone can still scale and grow their business. Like you said, there's plenty of work. Like, I mean, Dana, Dana Higginbotham and I, like 
we have shops like right down from each other and we never see each other. Like I, the only time I ever see Dana is on the call. Like <laughs> never see, we don't like really compete with each other, but there, there's just so much, especially if you're in a big market, like there's so much work. And I was telling Chris earlier today when I was flying home last night, like I always look at it when I'm flying and I look at like where I'm flying, like you look at all the houses out there and you think, man, that's a lot of freaking shower doors out there. And there's like, and you look at little areas. Cause I don't know about you guys, but I'm like, Oh, I know that where that free. Okay. So I know where I am now. I know where that freeway is now. And I'm like, man, that's such an untapped area that we don't even really work in over there. And there's just so much potential of growth, like growth. Um, and you got to have competition. You can't be the only one. So that's why Bill and Keith have planes so they can get up in the air and see all the untapped markets. Exactly. <laughs> You're muted, Bill. Oh, there you go. Oh, still can't hear you. Oh no. <laughs> try try stopping your audio and restarting it. Like turn your audio off and then turn it back on. Sometimes that, that does the trick. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, the Dobbins are the pilots and stuff, huh? Yeah, it's just, I mean, there's just so much, you can't, it's, it's hard to have market share. Um, I mean, you can have it. I know, I know my shower door has market share in the area, but there's still Florida, such a big, big state. Like there's still work for a lot of people, you know, um, and people can eat really well. So it's not like, it's not like there's too much competition in our industry. So. Yeah. Also, I think another point comparing our business comparing to like uh the other contractors business i think ours is one of the most scalable as possible right scalable yeah absolutely absolutely yeah and especially uh you know when you can get into doing a shower door um and then you know pivot to doing a wine closet you know um, mm -hmm. or, or a handrail or something. I mean, mm -hmm. it's awesome. And, you know, it's funny when I started doing shower doors kind of exclusively and I, people would ask me, what do I, what do you do? I'm, I'm in the shower door business. And I'm like, wow, I didn't really, I never thought there was enough shower doors, you know, to, to, for someone to make a business out of it. And I would say, well, you know, there's people who do garage doors, right? Mm -hmm. Well, some houses don't even have a garage but every house has at least one bathroom, you know, sometimes two, three, five, you know? So, um, yeah, there's tons of potential for, for scaling it. Shower doors have become almost like a staple in the house. You know, it used to be some bathrooms could get away with, a, you know, if the master would have a shower and then the, they'd do a curtain and the other, but, but now it's becoming the, like, people don't want curtains. The, the shower doors have almost become, a pot of like a, a utility in the house that's most houses just have now. So it's the market's changed too. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's, it's true. a world of different today than it was like 10 years ago, for sure. I mean, um, shower doors were kind of catching on, you know, a decade ago, but now it's like, like you're saying, it's a staple, you know I mean? Uh, People like, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, you know, if, if somebody does a, a remodel or whatever, if they sell in the house and they can upgrade, they upgrade the bit, the, the bit, the bathroom and the kitchen, yeah. they're going to do a shower door in the bathroom. Right? It's, it's not a, it's not a matter of if it's just, you know, a matter of who they're going to hire. Yeah. 
Yeah, that work? Yeah, there you go. Hey, Bill's back. <laughs> I don't know what happened. That never happens. I wanted to follow up what Brandon was saying. Uh, Chris and I did talk today, and Keith and I are ready to launch our training program uh, nationally. If anybody hires anybody and you want to send them for a very uh, extensive training program for installation or sales, uh, we'll be offering that shortly, probably right after the first of the year, because we have a curriculum, we have a full-time trainer, both uh, soft skills and for installation and sales. So That's awesome. I, I offered that to Chris when he told me what you're going to do today, but we'll announce it to anybody. I know a few guys like uh, Vidor has been down to our shop and Billy's been down to the shop. And I think they see how we've got it laid out and it works out pretty well for people. Mm -hmm. And you do come out of there with a lot more knowledge. So if you're trying to scale your business, but the problem is you don't have time to really teach somebody, you can farm it out. It's going to be an investment in your business, but I think it's well worth it. Yeah, and that's an area where you really excel is in um, your personnel. I mean, that's that's where you guys are really uh, kicking ass, in my opinion. It's culture building, you know, but sometimes culture is bad because the bosses are bad. You know, it, it depends, you know, how much time can you spend? I mean, it, we didn't get like this overnight. Believe me, it, I was not a good boss in the beginning. I thought I was, but I wasn't. Um, and you, you learn, you learn that every single employee has their own needs, their own wants and their own needs for success and success is defined differently by every single person. So you have to be aware of what's in the room. You have to read the room and then, you know, gauge it accordingly. It's no different than being a football coach or a coach on a team. Uh, not every player is going to see the, the field the same way. So the coach has to put the stronger people in the stronger spots, but then you have to coach the weaker ones. So coaching is training, right? Uh, and then keeping metrics on it. We talked about that the other day, guys, mm -hmm. you know, to get a lot of callbacks or go backs from one particular installer, it's probably the same issue that he's having. Either he hasn't been taught or he doesn't remember being taught that. Uh, we look at our sales people. There should be a closing ratio that they should be closing. And if I see somebody that's 10% less than the nearest guy, we know something's wrong in his pitch. Because you know the product's good and the rest of the staff is good. So there's something to matter with his pitch, why he's not closing deals. And we work on it and train him. Well, that, well, that, mm. you said that perfect. I mean, culture, culture is tough to build. And I'll tell you from firsthand, like I can be the best person at building culture around my shop. But as soon as I and step away from that shop and let middle management take over and run that shop. One person can ruin the culture of the whole place. Like you can have, like when you're there, culture is awesome. But when you pull away and they have to, they talk to this one person, it can kill culture just that easy. So it's just, you know, it's, it's a tough thing to build for sure. It's cancerous. It really is. And hiring that is, happen at, sorry. Hiring I've seen that happen at factories, local factories up here. You know, a factory will be doing a great job, and then they'll just, like you said, like Bill said, it's like cancer. You'll they'll get one bad person with a real shitty attitude in the office, and then it just turns, and they just, and it just, it just kills. I mean, solar sale up here. I mean, they were in business forever. They just, they just died. I mean, they had a giant facility. They had every opportunity in the world. 
they just they screwed they screwed it up. It's like you said, it's the color Brandon said it, the, the culture is so important and it's so easy to just let it fall apart. Yeah. Yeah. Culture is a big deal because they are a reflection of you, your company, and what you want to show in front of the customer. How are you going to handle that customer? Well, your whole business is dependent upon those installers. So how do you look at your installers? I don't look at them as installers. I look at them as salespeople. Because when they do a good job, we'll get more new jobs because of the way they handled customers mm -hmm. than the way our salesmen handle that customer. The, the installers can make or break a company and you have to really put emphasis on those installers. You have to reward the them, celebrate it, uh, and, and you know, coach when things go bad. You don't yell and scream. You have to coach. They're and your so peers. I mean, you gotta, I mean, you gotta treat them the same as you want to be treated, right? You can't act like just because you're the owner of the company, you can't just be like, I own the company, this is how it's done. Like, yeah, like you work for the company too as the owner. And you know, if you wanted to run right, you got to make sure you take care of your employees because your employees are the one you're not taking care of your customers, your employees are taking care of your customers. So if you treat your employees right, they're gonna treat your customers right. And it's just, Without a doubt. We learned that coming. We learned that coming out of COVID. Uh, we shut down for one month and every single person in the company got full pay for that whole month. And we didn't know if we were going to get a loan or not. We ended up getting it six months later, but we didn't know that. But when we came back mm -hmm. and opened back up, those guys would have run through walls for us. They would have done yeah. anything. They just felt that we took care of them. We took care of their family. They have a job to come back to. They were thrilled. And you know, that's where you take adversity and turn it into something good. Look at it as an opportunity. I was telling Chris today, I was asked to speak at an entrepreneurship thing in a few weeks, and it's all about mistakes that you've made and how you've learned from mistakes and grown from mistakes. So the idea is to celebrate your mistakes because that's how you really learn. When it hits you in the pocketbook or it hits you in a stress level where you don't have the staff, what did you do wrong? And what can you do to fix it? So every time somebody quits, I take that personally. I didn't do enough job, a good enough job to retain them. Mm -hmm. and, and Keith says it best. He says, we work for the employees. They don't work for us. We work yeah. for them. Now, we're going to benefit financially when everybody does good. They're going to benefit also. But that's what we have to do. We have to have that mindset where every single person that does a job is important. Order input is important. Class deductions, uh, polish machine, doesn't matter what <clears throat> delivery drivers. Mm -hmm. I mean, everybody is so important and we have to treat them that way. I preach that all the time, you know, treat every job as it's our last job. Like it's the, or it's our only job. So treat everyone the same and treat it from start to finish as this is the only job we have going on. And, and we're taking care of the customer that way. So mm -hmm. life's a test. It's literally your whole life is a test and we're learning every day and trying to pass that test every day. Yeah. So can I ask a general question to you guys about, you know, I have installers and you know, it is what it is. Generally speaking, what do you find in terms of how, how long do you think it should take to, to train an installer, somebody that wants to learn um, from the point where they're going with a, a, a new installer and how long generally should it take before they're able to, to handle 
you know, maybe 80% of, you know, what's, what's thrown at them. Cause there's always that 20% that's, you know, takes a top guy, um, you know, but 80% of what we do is the same thing. Um, I mean, how long should it take to get a guy from zero to 80? So I, I have two, two answers for you because if you have a really good training system built out, like Bill does, I really believe that you can train someone in 30 days. If that's all they did was just trained on that stuff for 30 days to install basic shower doors. If they have the personality to be able to do it, um, if they're that type of person, but if you're going to throw them in a truck and train them with the lead guy or, you know, get hands-on field, someone six months to a year, you should know by then if they, they have it, um, yeah. uh, anything over a year and they're not able to install something, they're not prob they're probably not going to be, um, a lead installer for you or a top tier installer. So that, I mean, that's yeah. my opinion on it, but I really believe yeah, I mean, you had to test, you had the, the training on site, you had the test written test videos, um, pictures, all that documented and that whole process of how to install. If, if, if I had no glass experience and I went to home Depot, cause I, I can work with my hands and I bought a shower door and I read the instructions, I can install a shower door. So if you look at it that way and you built out a system that was good enough to train installers, there's no reason that you can't invest 30 days into somebody and have someone that can go out there and install single doors, splash panels, door and panels, 90 degree showers. And then you get into your harder stuff with the Neos and the headers and all that. But there's no reason someone, if you had the training to be able to do that. Yeah. I mean, I, so I have, I have a guy that I, I feel like he's right there, right. I've had him for probably six or seven months and I'm just kind of getting comfortable with getting him out there. I feel like he's right there. He just needs to realize the level of detail that goes in, that needs to go into them. Um, I don't, I don't want to call it carelessness because he, he does care. Um, it's just, I just need to get him past that one notch of a, like, dude, just pay that one tiny little bit more attention to the, to detail and you'll be good. Um, Cause I've been, that's going to come. So I, mean, I think that a lot of that's going to come with time. A lot of that's going to come with time. I mean, even the running into like little quick adjustments and little tricks and stuff like that's just going to come with a little bit of time on the job. But I have a kid that's 19 years old. First job ever came to me when he was 18 and he's, he's doing a hundred thousand dollars in revenue uh, a month on a truck at 19 years old. Um, just cause he was trained. Right. But I have other people, you know, that have been there a while that aren't, you know, that aren't there yet. But, um, with that kid, he was, he was trained the right way. And he was, um, you know, like, I like to, I like to treat it as like a boxer or a UFC fighter. Like, you put the easy fights in front of them to, to build them up and get their confidence built up to be able to take the bigger fights um, and make them a star. So like we built this kid up, you know, gave him doors, gave him door and panels. We have enough work to be able to just consistently give him the easy stuff. And then it became repetitive and repetitive work and stuff. And then he can not naturally, he's going to be able to take on other stuff and try it because he has the confidence to do it because he already, he already does so much repetitive work and um, we built them up that way and it, it worked out. Set him up for success, huh? That's our, yeah, job, it's, right? it's, it's a we lot about, yeah, it's a lot about confidence. We, on we gotta on that note, tools. Yeah. on the, on the, the, the kid versus like the, the competitive stuff is like, you're putting him in, 
um, and you're giving him the the small fights to build the confidence, right? And he's doing these door and panels and he's doing these 90s. And then you got the other guy as your top tier guy and you're sending him out on all that custom stuff. And if you track your numbers, like Bill was saying, and know your metrics, um, something that we realized over the past year is like, man, if we could do door and panels all day long and 90s all day long, and actually as much as we love showing the fancy stuff online, the little stuff in and out one after another makes us more money than all the big fancy stuff all day, every day. Like that kid works circles around revenue dollars around someone that has twice the skill set level as him. But that guy always has to be on a different truck going and back and doing the touch ups on the bigger jobs and completing and starting the bigger jobs. Um, So that's just something we've noticed as a company, just to keep in mind as the group, like, man, don't, don't, don't get away from the little stuff, right? Don't get away from the single doors and the doors and panels. And cause that stuff, it adds up quick. If you can keep, keep the schedule busy. I've said yeah, that, it's like a said that for years, uh, the, the high-end custom stuff. I love to do it. GCS was built off the high-end custom stuff, but our moneymaker is the door and panels, mm-hmm. the 90s, the in and out. Like, yeah, we can, we have flashy eye candy projects that we get to do, but that's not where we make our real money. Our real yeah. money is the everyday customer. We're in and out. The remodel guy that's doing 15 bathrooms a month gives us way more money than the guy who's building a 20 million dollar home you know because that guy's building one house a year and these guys are just turning over bathroom after bathroom so and, and you, you get your money quicker the big yeah quicker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah right so, you turn yeah. it over quicker you're not waiting for the closing you're not waiting for you know that retainage on these big jobs you're turning it over you're building your customer base quicker so all of a sudden you've got 300 customers or 400 customers. You're getting more Google reviews, more, you know, everything is better that way. More word of mouth. The more customers you have, the more word of mouth. And I we're like finding to, to do the homeowner as opposed to the contract. We love contractor work. Don't get me wrong, but you're going to build your business on word of mouth. The contractors aren't going to give you word of mouth. They're going to keep their mouth shut. That's right. If they, if they have a good sub. They're not telling another builder. But you do a, a good job for a homeowner. They're going to tell their friend, their cousin, their relative, and it goes on and on and on. I like yeah, I've heard that before. Guys. The subs, they keep it close. They keep that close. They keep the subs close. Absolutely. Because they don't want you to get too busy that they that you can't service them. Right. For that, I look at it as our retail stuff. That's our cash flow. You know, we're, we're cash. We probably do like 50-50. Um, but like you know, our cash flow stuff, and we have contractors that pay fast too, um, but obviously some take longer, but those bigger jobs that take longer, I look at those as just, those are the, the savings accounts, right? Like those, when you get, you finally, you already paid for everything and everything, those those checks go into the savings accounts and stuff like that. And you're just cash flowing off your, your onesie twosie jobs that you're doing every single day and knocking those out. So. So Brandon, you just brought up a really good point I talked to Chris about today. When he was talking about bringing in other professionals to this group, I said to him, there's a good example right there. That money goes in it, into a checking account or a savings account. What are the guys doing with their money to build more money? How savvy is this group? You know, when I was young, I didn't know what to do. I really didn't. I just put in a checking account. It got zero interest. It didn't build anything. <laughs> Money was sitting there and the bank was making money off of my money. How savvy and how good would it be to have a financial advisor on here and say, hey, you could do this, this, and this. 
And uh, you can prepay for your yeah. hardware, take the discount, look mm. at the money you're saving. It, there's all bunch of things that you can do. I was explaining that to Chris. I was telling Chris about that yeah. too. When you do 500 or a thousand showers or 3000 showers a year, they all have two hinges on every, on every shower door. Right. So you have two hinges. So if you can just buy bigger and take that money, if you have money sitting aside, it's not making any money in your bank account and a right. bank can lend your money up to 10 times to somebody else and make money on your money. That's just sitting in the bank account. So right. every time you deposit, you deposit a thousand dollars, they can loan up to ten thousand dollars worth of that money to make money off your money that's in the bank. So if your money's sitting there, it's not making anything. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing volume and you look at it that way, you're always gonna sell your hardware. That's what we we're we sell shower doors, like hardware is like gold to us. So it's always you're always gonna sell it. The same colors are here year after year, chrome, mm -hmm. brush nickel, and black. Um is the new oil rub bronze, right? So it's it's always going to be here. But I just bought I just bought a thousand hinges and saved me a few dollars per hinge. But by doing thousands of shower doors, that saves me like fifty thousand dollars on my bottom line a year just by doing that. And that's just straight profit that I'm able to go put somewhere else and make more money and do that. Um, just when you if you look at that, if you can cut your costs just a little bit here and a little bit there, it all adds up to be able to do bigger things. You get, you buy more stuff here, you buy more stuff there. Um, it's just, it's just all you're doing is you're playing a game. Yeah. I mean, you got to manage it. You know, inventory brings a whole nother set of challenges, but mm -hmm. you have to manage it because uh, like, I don't let installers just go in and start taking hinges for their jobs. Yeah. It, it, you know, the, the office creates the work order. We pull the hinges, we give them their hardware the day before the job. It's kept in a separate room. We pull it and stage it, but it, it's not sitting out there for anybody to just go in and grab it. And the same thing, right down to the sweeps, we do that right down to the supplies, including razor blades, paper towels, and caulking. That was a question I meant to ask this this week. Like like drill bit, like right down to drill bits. Drill bits like yep. six seven bucks a piece. I mean, what do you guys do? You don't just like stick twenty drill bits in a truck because you'll see them rolling down the street as the truck drives away. Cause they don't, yeah, they don't really care. What do you guys do with like supplies for installers that don't really quite grasp how much razor blades, like you just said, razor blades, silicone, caulking, you know, what, what do you do? You, 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 you give them one tube per job. Like how do you, how do you control that per truck? We give our guys one drill bit per job, one, one drill bit per shower. Um, I mean, it, it's all you need for per shower is one drill bit. And then they last for a couple showers. So they have a lot of extra drill bits, you know, laying around and stuff. If they need a couple more here and there, we'll give them. But we track everything. Like, like Bill said, like our hardware room is behind lock and key. Like you can't get into it. If, if someone's not in there manning that hardware room, we have dedicated people that are allowed in that hardware room. And if they're not in there doing the stuff that needs to be done in there, the door is shut and it's locked and no one can get in there without permission. They grab something. Yeah. So um, paper towels, um, glass cleaner, rags, tool, other tool, bigger tools and stuff like that. So it's just, as you get bigger, you do it all adds up. Them. It's funny because like paper towels, my guys give me crap because I'm a, I'm always trying to find cheap paper towels, like yeah, on paper towels and they're like the cheapest thing you can possibly buy. But like, it's just, it's so easy to, to ruin paper towels. And no, stuff. they'll take a roll and they'll go like this. So, like, dude, just, you only need like, it's just I like know. everything. It's just being able to manage all your stuff because um, 
what goes out the back door is that's your bottom line. And, and a lot of people don't pay attention to their bottom line. They worry. And we've talked about this on an older call, probably eight months ago, that people just worry about growing their top line. As long as I'm selling all this, I'm good. But if you really paid attention to it, you can probably sell half the stuff and get better and make more money on your bottom line than, than going crazy trying to sell on your top line. I mean, don't get yeah, me wrong, grow, but we do a check-in, check-out program. And as we've grown, that's a push we've had to make. So I have somebody who manages all those items. And to get a new item, you have to bring an old item, a used item, a used drill bit, a used roll of tape, a used roll of paper towels. You got to check something in to check something out. And that's how we manage it. And I, I try not to be too worrisome about the lower ticket items because I can drive myself crazy with it. And trust me, I will. But drill bits are where like, I mean, you, that's where you lose and make money. Drilling yeah. holes is the name of the game in our business. Yep. How fast can I drill holes effectively and how, how many drill bits can I stretch? That's, I mean, that's a way, that's the way you grow your bottom line and growing margins was my goal of last year. And all those little numbers, it came, you know, from hardware to, you know, drill bits to everything, sitting down and taking the time to figure out, okay, how do I manage this better than we're doing now? I mean, we've seen astronomical differences from, you know, a 50 cent, 50 cent difference in an item, but paying attention to that by the end of the year, that's a grand, you know, and if you take an item that's a, a hardware piece that before somebody would steal, you know, a screw out of or steal a gasket out of or something like that, and you manage that, I mean, the margin on that can be, you know, 40, 50 bucks a piece of hardware, you extrapolate that out. And then you're talking like Brandon, you're talking 20, 30 grand in a year that you can take to build what you're doing and put back in rather than it just going right out the door before. Put but it yeah. into bonuses. Exactly. I mentioned that before. We did four versions of a bonus this year. Yeah. Never done that before in our company. We pay our, I'm not working this week. We're paying our guys this week, whole week off nice. because I want them coming back next year, like ready to rock on what we have to do. Now we're still running four to five weeks behind, but I think the culture benefit of it is greater than the alternate. And some people may disagree with that, but we're approaching how we do things different than we've ever done them. And we've done them the same way for 60 plus years and still been successful, but growing that bottom line was, was the key. And that's where we've seen the biggest dividend is investing back and paying attention to little things has made it, but yeah, it's a check in, check out. Hmm. Wow. Here's a here's a good exercise for any of you guys that are watching your own business, whether it's on QuickBooks or whatever program you're running. Take a look at your revenues tonight. Do it tomorrow, and look at last year and the year before. Look at your revenue growth. Look at your profit margin. Look at your net profit. Did your net profit go up more than your gross profit? Mm. If it is, you're being more efficient. So if you went up 10% and you think that you went up 10% on your net, you probably should go up 15 to 20% on your net because all your fixed costs stay the same. So your net profit should be much higher. But if you're watching and you're really efficient, you'll see your net profit really shoot up. And that's a really good number indicator to take a look at. Wise words. Also this year we had a huge advantage because uh, our our material they raise the price a lot versus the inflation. So 
we make we made even though like uh, whatever you sell last year, if you sell the same thing this year, you probably made more money because the prices of the material were went high. And for sure, I uh, I replicate that for the customers, right? Right. It, That's a nice positive spin on uh, the increase. I mean, on an increase, mm -hmm. Bill said it. Bill said it during when the big forty percent increase. We talked about it yeah. on the call. That you you just pass that along to the customer, but naturally your 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 ticket is a bigger margin because you have to raise your price. So naturally you're going to grow if you're doing the same amount of work and you just can't be scared to raise your price. You just got to pass it along and your ticket will get bigger. You'll make more money on that job. And you know, and that's how you grow. Every company did it during that supply chain, your grocery stores. Oh my God. Anything mm -hmm. from dairy to eggs to meat, mm -hmm. but take a look at the profits that the grocery stores are turning in this year. Wait yep. until all the numbers are in. They're going to be off the charts. But price increases aren't all that bad if you stay up with it. It's the guys that don't stay up with it that get hurt by it. But if you pass yeah. it along and you're not afraid to pass it along, you'll do good. The 40% increase was, you know, it was a little bit of a kick. But if you were open and transparent and honest with the customers, like I, that, that's what we did. Because people were like, oh, my God, what happened? You know, my son did a shower honestly i said i was sending people the link to u.s glass magazine i go this is the increase <laughs> that the entire industry saw in june of what, what is it, 2022 and i go and it's out of our control this this is literally what happened and they're like oh and it was that's it the sale was made like if you're just missed honest it was it was easy because it was yeah. it wasn't just happening here it wasn't happening it was everywhere so it was yeah. it was such an easy it was an easy sell. It was everywhere. There's nowhere else you can go to bypass it. It wasn't just me doing it. So just sending sending the U.S. Glass Magazine link was just the sold. It was the sale. What's funny is if you look up the inflation rate and in like the most like uh, affected industries is the glass industry doesn't even come on there, right? That's how little of an industry we're looked at. But oil and gas extraction was at a 64.8%. Petroleum was at a 58%. And primary metal manufacturing was at 35.5% for the year. So we actually came in higher than the primary metal manufacturing, but we don't even make this list. And they go into gasoline stations, furniture, motor vehicle, truck transportation, wood product manufacturing, air transportation. I guess building material, we could kind of fall in that, but it's only showing a 22% increase, right? Um, so, and it, so that's how little like our industry is really talked about. But if you want to go into that of the getting, um, where can you like increase this year? If prices went up, you're trying to get your bottom line better. Are you going to boost up sales? Is that going to be your way? Or are you going to try to pinch pennies on where you're going to do? Or can you go and can you negotiate better rates? Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people don't get out there and try to negotiate or find better deals. And that's where a lot of small companies go to die is at the art of the deal. Um, they're not looking for ways to get better pricing, looking for ways to buy better. Because um, if you could just buy better, um, and buy better than your competition and y'all are charging the same rates, then you have to sell less jobs than he does. You have to put your people through less heartache and less, you know, backbreaking work um, to make the same kind of money. Um, so that's another place to, to try to get out there and, and look for those money saving areas. Love it. Yeah. That's a great point to end on tonight. Hey, thanks you guys. Really appreciate you. It's been a great year. Uh, for us, hope it's been a great year for you. And I think next year is going to be just off the charts. 
So I uh, look forward to seeing you there. Congratulations. Thanks, Thank everybody. Thank you very much. Congratulations, guys. Right. Happy, Happy New everybody. Year, everyone. Happy, Happy, New, Happy Year. New Year, everybody. Yes. New Year, folks. See you next week, guys. Hey, this is Chris Phillips, and I want to thank you for listening to the podcast. You may want to join the Shower Door Professionals group on Facebook. Just go to Facebook and search for Shower Door Pros, and you'll find us. I look forward to seeing you.